Ooh, that's hot chocolate. Man, I'll tell you what, nothing gets my night going better than a, a glass of hot chocolate. I, I don't know what it is. It's even in like the heat of summer, I could still still rock a glass of hot chocolate like it's nobody's business. And I've got kind of a bougie recipe for uh, hot chocolate, and uh, I'll share it with you guys. So I make it in a Keurig. It's these little K-cups with hot chocolate. And then when I'm done, I put, um, it's like French vanilla creamer, but it's caramel macchiato brand. It's my wife. She drinks it in her coffee, but I don't actually drink coffee. So got to do something with it. Uh, so I put that in there and then whipped cream all the way until it's overflowing. Let the whipped cream melt. Incredible hot chocolate. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. What's up, everybody? My name's Lima Griffin. I'm the host of the Trucked Podcast that you're listening to, and this is episode number two. We got one in the books already. You guys can find us if you want on all the popular streaming services. We're still working on getting on Apple and iTunes, but we're on Google, Spotify. We're on, oh gosh, there's a whole whole list of them. I can't even, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. I just started adding them the other day, so it's something that's relatively new to me, but let's see here. Try not to spend too much time on this. All right, here we go. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, obviously YouTube. You're watching it here. The Google Podcast and Radio Public. You guys can search Truck. That's T-R-U-K-D, the Trucked Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for watching. Let's jump into it. So today, uh, we've got some cool discussion, actually, kind of a, a little bit of insight into um, like where we stand in the truck market these days, because it's kind of been all over the board the last couple of years in the truck market. It's, it's really been a, um, I don't know, it's just a wild scene. Like there's, there's so many things to talk about, about the last two years in the truck scene and kind of where the big players are and, and what we're looking like and where the volume's at and, and stuff like that. So I wanted to dive into that a little bit today. But first, we've got the typical uh, what's going on, what's in the truck news, what's the latest and greatest in the truck world. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I saw this article today, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Apparently, Ford is recalling 39,000 Ford Expedition and the Lincoln, was it Navigators, they're urging customers to park their vehicles outdoors. Get this. They could spontaneously catch on fire. How incredible is that? <laughs> park your trucks outdoors because they may catch on fire. So 39,000 Ford Expedition vehicles affected by this. Um, apparently, there was like a four-month period of production when they were built. Uh, that This happens, and they say that they can't figure out, or, well, they can't figure out. I don't know if that's true or if. They just haven't released the statement on it yet, but they say they're working tirelessly to, to figure out what the, what the problem is. But apparently the engine bays, uh, the fire starts in like the back. So up against the firewall and the back passenger side of the engine bay. And they've had like, let's see here. I looked at the statistics a minute ago. They said um, 12 of the fires happened while the vehicle was parked and turned off. One while it was parked and running or turned on, and three while it was in motion. Yeah, <laughs> still being inve investigated. Uh, a Ford 
Spokesperson said we're working around the clock to determine the root cause of the issue and subsequent remedy so that customers continue to en- can continue to enjoy using their vehicles. Impressive. Impressive. I will say, though, I'm not a Ford guy, but the Ford Expedition was a good-looking – like the new ones, the old ones are, in my opinion, trash, but in the, the Explorer or Exploder – but the new ones actually like look really good. They're they're. A, I saw one driving down the road for the first time, you know, months back, and I was like, "What the heck is that?" Totally new looking. It's it's a really good looking SUV. But apparently, they can spontaneously catch on fire if they were built. Uh, it looks like from December first, twenty twenty, to April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So, right there at the end of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one. Impressive. It looks like though fourteen of the vehicles were in rental fleets. So. <clears throat> I don't know, you know, if you've ever rented a car from like an airport or something, they leave those suckers running in the garage, like, and they stack them back to back, and it's like shuffling dominoes in and out of those parking garages with the rental cars. But anyway, that's what's going on today with Ford. Hopefully they get that figured out pretty soon. That is no uh, slouch of a recall. Obviously no manufacturer wants their name tied to uh, our vehicles can catch on fire. That's not a, a good headline to have with your brand attached to it so anyway all right well moving on to something a little bit more appealing and interesting we've got today's like build spotlight so we do this every episode we we highlight a truck build that i pick out that i think is is kind of just out there or really well done or something eye-catching and so this one's kind of, uh, the last week we talked about uh, Rob Clutter's truck, which was my old Silverado, and he's taken it and gone insane with it. This week we've got a guy that has a, uh, I don't know what year it is actually. Let's see if I can pull this up here. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. What year is this sucker? Nope, doesn't say. So it's a new body style, so 2020 and up. <clears throat> so it's either a 20 or a 21. It's probably not a 22 because I think this he's had this thing longer, uh, longer than that. But it's a really sick truck. I'll show you guys a picture of it. It's a 2500 HD Duramax. Looks like it's an LTZ, uh, judging by the front grille. Or it could be a high country. I know the high country has that like gold on the front grill, but anyway, black truck. Let's see here. Let me throw a picture up real quick. There we go. Gorgeous black truck. He's got, uh, looks like aftermarket fender flares on it. He's got the smoke tail lights, um, all color matched on the bumpers and, and grill and stuff. And then he's got right now he's rocking like a purple graphic on this thing. And he's got some purple accents on the front grill, front bow tie. Really cool looking truck. I don't know what that front bumper is. It looks like I don't know if it's. I want to. I'm probably going to say this. I'm probably going to say this wrong. Like it's not what it is at all. But like I, I picture it like a Road Armor um, front grill or front bumper. Sorry. It's got the built-in like rigid style LED pods and then the light bar across the front of it. Looks really good actually. He's got the wheel lights on it. Uh, those have to be 37s. There's no way those are smaller than 37s. I had 37s on mine, and it looked about like this. So, yeah, 37s looks like maybe some 22s, actually, because my, I feel like my sidewalls were a little bit 
smaller than that with my setup, and I had 24s and 37s, so a little bit a little bit smaller uh, rim profile there. But the truck looks sick. It's got to be on at least uh, that looks like a FTS lift. So FTS is probably a nine inch lift. It doesn't look bigger than nine inches, and just and the thing I love about this truck so much is it's such a gorgeous truck. Like he's got a picture here with it in the snow. Oh man, that's if I could picture like if I could pick a setting to take a picture of a vehicle in, it would be this right here. It would be like a lane on both sides with nothing but trees, and then a white path covered in snow, and your truck parked right in the middle of it facing you. I think that's the coolest setup of a picture. I love this picture of this truck. And aside from that, like, it's a gorgeous truck, gorgeous truck when it's clean, but he does not hesitate to get it dirty. There are multiple pictures on his Instagram where this thing is just completely filthy, covered in mud, head to toe. You could tell he was ripping it in the mud. It's sprayed all up on the side of the truck, just not afraid to get it dirty. I love that. So, guys, check them out. Darkwave Duramax on Instagram, darkwave.duramax. I'll put a link in the description to his Instagram username, and uh, you guys can go check him out and drop him a follow. It's a really cool truck. Sick build. All right. Oh, hot chocolate time. Oh, man, so good. I figure this has got to be better than the brownies. The brownies were a little bit too much. I took like one bite of the brownie, and uh, it gummed me up so bad I couldn't talk anymore. So I had to had to cut that out. All right, let's dive into today's topic. So today we're going to be talking about the market over the last year to two years, really, and what the truck markets look like, and kind of uh, where everybody stacks up. And I'm kind of running low today, so I'm hoping I'll be able to get in a full 30-minute podcast. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If it's a little short, that's no problem. We'll make it up somewhere. Um, but let's jump into it. So I wanted to first look at 2021 vehicle sales as far as like the major players in the truck game go. And so when I think major players, I think the, you know, the F-150, the Silverado, the Ram... Uh, then you have the Titan, the Tundra, you know, the major trucks. And, and we might throw in a few extras just to kind of see where everybody stacks up. Because I'll tell you, in the major one, two, three, four, five trucks, there's a massive difference in the amount of trucks sold across the board here. It's, it's, it's crazy how different it is because I feel like one of these numbers, there's no way it's accurate. Like I'm, I drive around and I see these trucks well, that's, I mean, I may not see them as brand new from this model year, but I definitely feel like I see more of them than this thing alludes to. All right, so let's jump in. So first off, we're going to go over, oh, let me see what I got here. I'm getting text message. My phone's blowing up. Let's see if I can quiet this thing down. Uh, oh. Okay. All right, so first let's look at sales for 2021. So we're going to jump, obviously, I think it's like 45 years in a row that the Ford F-150 has been like the number one selling truck in the country, in the world, whatever it is. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the U.S. pickup truck king. So 
even after a sales dip of 7% last year, or 7% last year from 2020, they still managed to beat out everybody, and they were the number one truck sale, number one, sorry, <laughs> they were the number one model of truck sold in the United States. All right, so how many did they sell? So last year, Ford sold 726,004 F-150s. Now, that was down 7.8% from 2020, but nowhere, I mean, just w way above second place. Second place was actually uh, the Ram pickup truck, which came in at 569,388 models. That's quite, I mean, I knew F-150s, like they're everywhere. You see them everywhere. They're just, I don't know, I feel like F-150s are like the... Uh, What's the car? The Camry, the equivalent of like the Camry. I wonder how many Camrys they sold. It's got to be over a million. But they sold 500-something thousand Dodge, not Dodge Rams, sorry, Fiat Chrysler Rams last year. And that's a lot. But in, if you think about it, though, like out, looking back at dealerships and stuff like that, um, I don't remember ever seeing like a dealership that was a Dodge dealership that was short on vehicles. Like all the Chevy dealerships, all the Ford dealerships, they were all low on inventory, had no, um, no cars, no trucks, no anything to sell really. And so like in our town, there is a, um, there's a, a big car group. It's a Hendrick group actually. And they're, they have a Chevy dealership and a Dodge dealership like right beside each other. And they kind of share a parking lot. And so it's a big lot and, you know, anyway, used cars in the middle, Dodge on one side, Chevy on the other. Like you could go to the Chevy side and there's nothing there. Like when I bought my Tahoe, there was like, there were two Tahoes that came in that day on a truck and my truck, like my, my Tahoe that I was looking at, I'm looking at with my salesman, we got the keys, I took it for a test drive, we're talking numbers. And like another salesman comes up and he goes, hey, I just wanted to check and see if you were going to buy that Tahoe because if not, I've got a guy right here that's going to write us a check for it. So like basically hurrying me up and I almost, 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 almost walked out of that deal. Like I couldn't believe that, that this person, and it wasn't the dealership, it was the salesperson obviously, but I couldn't believe they had the audacity to walk up to me or walk up to my salesman like in front of me in the middle of a transaction and say something like that it just blew me away but anyway i bought the truck and uh but that just shows you like how few cars they had how few vehicles that the chevy had at the time and this was uh this was early 2021 so this was i want to say it was january of 2021 when i yeah somewhere around january of 2021 when i bought that so no vehicles but then the dodge dealership next door stacked they had everything you could want. They had full rows of trucks, full rows of cars, vans. They had everything. And, and I don't know what they're doing different. I don't know if they just, because like everybody knows that the chip shortage was what caused like a lot of these uh, shortages of vehicles for manufacturers. We've all seen the pictures on the internet of the fields that were like full of Silverados and full of F-150s up in Detroit, just waiting for chips so that they can be put together. And then eventually the dealers, or not the dealers, the manufacturers started coming out with these uh, credits that they were giving us. 
and my my Denali when I bought it in 2021 had the same thing where basically they said this truck doesn't have rear heated seats and it doesn't have HD radio and I think it was one other thing and so we're going to give you like 50 bucks here and 50 bucks here and 50 bucks here off of the the price of your vehicle and then obviously I think I think they would give you a discount later on if you went to have it installed at a later date when they could allocate the parts. But I guess to keep them from just sitting in a field, they were just removing features and, and allocating those chips to more important features so that they could push vehicles out and not have them just sit on them. Great, great idea. I mean, it makes, it makes everything go a little bit better, but still, like, I don't know what Chrysler was doing or yeah, Fiat Chrysler was doing that they were able to put out these vehicles without any sort of shortage uh, maybe they were stockpiling. Maybe they have some sort of chip manufacturing facilities. I don't know what was going on, but they did not short on any vehicles. And it's, to be honest, it's amazing that the Chevy kept up knowing that they had the shortage they had. So if we look at Chevy's numbers, uh, so the Ford was 726000 The Ram was 569000 and the Chevy Silverado came in at 529765 and they dropped 11% from the year earlier. So a big drop from the year earlier. I think a lot of that is attributed to um, the chip shortage and then some other things. They had some plant issues and some, uh, I can't remember, but I, I think that there were some extra shutdowns that they were experiencing, COVID-related maybe. Um, but anyway, so... They did that, and then now they're back in, and so 529,765 sales. And so that the top three were all over half a million, and the Ford was almost no, right at three-quarters of a million. No, just under three-quarters of a million. I don't know what I'm thinking. Just under three-quarters of a million units. And the Silverado and the Dodge were over 500,000. So that's a lot of trucks. Now, where do the import trucks stand up, like in the mix of things? And so I wanted to look and and check out the Nissan Titan and the Toyota Tundra. And I think I'm going to look up the um, Honda Ridgeline just to kind of see where we're at. I feel like some people say that's a truck. I don't consider it a truck. I mean, if, if you're going to call that a truck, you have to call like a Ranchero a truck or, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking out what the heck is that what is the car with the bed um oh my gosh why can't i think of this this is gonna drive me crazy i gotta google it now all right what is the car with a bed el camino god how did i forget that i should just shut this thing down for not knowing that so anyway, I wanted to look up those and see how they stacked up. Real quick first, though, we're going to jump into the Camry sales because we were talking about, holy cow, look at this. So Toyota only sold 313,000 Camrys in 2021. 313,000. So F-150s are not the Camry of the truck world. Camrys are the F-150 of the car world. They sold almost two and a half times as many F-150s as they did Camrys. And I feel like Camrys are just everywhere. All right, back to it. So Toyota Tundra, let's do that one first. So 2021, Toyota sold 81,959 Tundras. 81,000. That's nowhere close to Chevy, who was in third place, um, of 520-something thousand. 
So then I, I let's look at, well, and, and also the Tundra, they actually increased their sales from 2020 to 2021 of 24, let's see here, yeah, 24.95% uh, gain from 2020 to 2021. So they actually increased their sales. And I, if I remember correctly, in 2021 is when the, maybe it's late 2021 for the 2022 model of the new Tundra, like the new body style Tundra that just came out. I can't remember when it was, but I, I don't think that's this. I think these are the previous body style units. So now let's look at the Nissan Titan. The Titan was disappointing. <laughs> um, in 2021, Nissan sold 27,406 Titans. And in 2020, they sold 26,439. So they increased 3% from 2020 to 2021. But still, 27,000. I mean, that's we're talking Chevy sold 25 times as many uh, Silverados with a chip shortage as Nissan did the Titans. So not even close to the big three. Uh, and now I want to look up the Ridgeline to see where they're at. I feel like, I feel like it's going to be like 7,000 or 8,000. Let's see here. Honda Ridgeline sales 2021. All right, here we go. I feel like this is, this is not going to be good. It looks like a minivan that they just chopped the back off of it. All right, here we go. 2021, Honda sold 41,000 Ridgelines. You mean to tell me that they sold twice as many Ridgelines as they did Nissan Titans? 27,000 to 41, almost, almost two times as many Honda Ridgelines as they did Nissan Titans. I don't know if that's good or bad. I feel like it's a different market, though. I feel like the people buying a Ridgeline are not the same people buying a Titan or really any other truck, for that matter. The people that are buying a Ridgeline are like... I mean, if I had to picture who buys a Honda Ridgeline, let's see here. You're definitely retired. Um, definitely retired, yeah. You have an old truck, but it doesn't run. And it's just like behind your house in a barn. And it's probably pretty sweet. But you haven't touched that because it was like your granddad's. No, it was like your dad's or something. And so you bought a Ridgeline so that you could go to Lowe's on Mondays at 11 o'clock in the afternoon or 11 o'clock in the morning and buy mulch or potted plants or the occasional single two by four. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of when I think of like Honda Ridgeline. Like, like who would be the target audience for that? I don't know. That's just my thought. But either way, they sold almost twice as many of those as they did the Nissan Titan. Now, maybe the Titan, maybe the, the Titan XD has killed the sales of the Titan. I don't know. They may consider the XD part of the Titan category. It doesn't really say here. Uh, I feel like it, yeah. I feel like the Titan is different than the Titan HD, or what is it, XD, I think? Titan XD? No. Oh, uh, let's see here. Titan XD. Yeah, there we go. Titan XD sales 2021. 
Because I feel like that's a really popular one because it's got a diesel engine. And so that may be something where... I don't even see it here anymore. Nissan Titan sales figures. Well, let's see what we got here. Wait, that's just Nissan Titan. I don't want Titan. I want Titan HD XD. No. All right. I don't care. Don't care that much. Either way, it's ridiculously low compared to the big three. Honda Ridgeline, clearly a better seller in 2021. Um, yeah, they're they're doing something. <laughs> I don't even know what to, I don't even know how to follow up with that. I don't think the truck market is ever going to be dominated by anybody other than the big three. I just don't think it's going to happen. Unless a new segment opens up, like with the EV trucks and stuff like that. I just feel like there's so much, um, a truck requires so much more than just a, than a car would. You can't just, like a car, it's like all it's got to do is get you from point A to point B. There is no other features besides creature comforts and amenities that a car can offer that you like trust or don't trust it. Like a truck, it's so much more than just getting you from point A to point B. There's the transmission. There's the drivetrain with the wheels and the axles and the, and the differentials. There's the reliability of the engine. There's the towing capacity, the load capacity. There's so, the crew, you know, how big the interior is as far as like how many people you can get in there. Uh, there's so much involved in a truck outside of just, you know, how many cup holders does it have or, you know, how many USB ports or does it have a flip down TV or, you know, how much gas mileage does it get? I think that's probably the lowest thing people think about unless you drive a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> Nothing against those cars, just the people that drive them. They're not looking for truck stuff. They just, I don't know, I guess they think it's cool to have a truck bed in a minivan. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're at in the truck market today. I mean, Ford's still dominating. I'm not a Ford guy, but i got to respect it. 45 years in a row of number one selling truck is pretty impressive. Uh, I feel like Chevy's just... We got to step it up. We got to get some stuff out there. We got to get rid of these chip shortages. I think Tesla had it figured out with the chip shortages. If I recall, they just started making chips. I mean, they're already a technology company, so they were like, we're just going to make our own chips, and then we don't have to worry about it. And so, I don't know. I feel like the, the biggest problem with these, these chip shortages is basically the moment there becomes a shortage and now production can't meet demand, you know, supply and demand, that whole back and forth, the moment that happens, the big players with money to throw around, they're going to buy everything they can get their hands on just to hold it, right? Not even, even if they don't need it. Like, they want it in their possession so that they can decide what to do with it. And so it's not even about um, using them all up. It's basically about the fear of using them all up. And because of that, the big players just go, well, we're not going to let him use them all up, so we're going to just buy them all. And now you've got these massive order backlogs. And so even when the chip manufacturers can ramp up production and try to get these units out, they're trying to fill these orders that are just massive in quantity. And so, of course, to them, you know, the big players are, are top priority because those are your big ticket items. Those are your, your big POs, your purchase orders. And so why are they going to fill, uh, you know, a 2000 chip order for a smaller manufacturer that's making some sort of component when they can hit like a GM 
purchase order where they're buying millions of these chips. You know, it's it's a no-brainer for these companies, but unfortunately, it leaves the smaller uh, independent people or the smaller companies in manufacturing kind of on the back burner. And so that's really the trickle effect of this. And and unfortunately, you know, I was reading another article that was talking about. Um, let's see if I can find it here. They were talking about how uh, Chevy gave some, or General Motors gave some chip shortage updates, and basically said like, "This isn't going away this year. Like we're expecting it to get better in probably 2023, but that doesn't mean get better to the consumer. That means get better to them. And at that point, now they've got to re-ramp, right? They've got to re-ramp their production. They've got to pull models. They've got to do all this stuff and and uh, get back up to production levels." So it's going to be a long time. I'm thinking 2024, but we'll see. I feel like, uh, I'm going to pause this. I feel like my camera jacked up. Hold on just a second. All right. I don't know what happened. I guess my camera reached its maximum capacity for a video. So it shut itself off. So we're back now. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, I, I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. I think it's going to be at least two years before this stuff starts to calm down. At least for GM, according to them, it's just it's something that they don't see. And like I said, the reason is they don't see their their suppliers being able to catch back up in time. Uh, even if they were to start shipping stuff out, it's just they're so far behind now that they've got to play catch up for a while. So, oh, I think we did it. Let's see what we're looking at here. Oh, yeah, we did it. We're done. 30 minutes. That's it, boys. That's the podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, be sure and check out my Instagram at Lee McGriffin. I'll post podcast updates. Check out Darkwave Duramax on Instagram, our featured build. And uh, be sure and check us out on all the streaming services. I'll run through them one more time real quick. Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic. And we're working on Apple Podcasts, trying to get loaded onto that. We've already submitted it. We're just waiting to get it approved and verified and then added to their podcast list. But I appreciate you guys listening. Also, you guys watching, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys in episode three.